Chapter 16 of Commentary on Romans by Theodoret of Cyrus. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Verse 1. I commend unto you Phoebe our sister, which is a servant of the church which is at Cenchrea. Verse 2. That ye receive her in the Lord as becometh saints, and that ye assist her in whatsoever business she hath need of you, for she hath been a succourer of many, and of myself also. Verse 3 greet Priscilla and Aquila, my helpers, in Christ Jesus. Cenchrea is a very large village of Corinth. Well, then, may we admire the power of the gospel, in that in so short a time it had filled with true godliness not the towns only, but even the villages also, so great was the body of the church at Cenchrea, as to have a woman acting as deaconess, and her a celebrated and illustrious person, for so largely did she abound in good works as to have obtained praises, like the above, from the tongue of an apostle for she has been a succourer says he of many and of myself also by succour meaning as i conceive hospitality and kind attention and he repays her with far greater honours in return for she it seems received him into one house and for a short time that is plain which he spent at corinth while he has opened the whole world to her and in every land and sea is that woman become celebrated so that not the romans only and the greeks have known her but even every barbarian nation and yet she next mentioned has surpassed even her for priscilla or prisca for both names are to be found in the bible and aquila he calls fellow-helpers and he adds the in christ jesus lest any one should imagine that he alluded to a community of employment seeing that they also were tent-makers and he mentions also another trial undergone by them on his account of the greatest kind verse four who have for my life laid down their own necks and to his private he subjoins the public debt to them unto whom not only i give thanks but also all the churches of the gentiles and he commemorates also another praiseworthy virtue on their part for he salutes verse five likewise the church that is in their house the expression shows the greatness of their piety for they instructed it appears all their household in the highest virtue and gladly performed within their walls all the sacred rites of religion and of these the holy luke also takes notice and shows how they led apollos to the truth acts eighteen twenty salute my well-beloved eponetus who is the first-fruits of archaea unto christ for he was the first it seems of the whole nation that believed on which account it was that he here receives the appellation of the first-fruits greet mary who bestowed much labour on us another woman again crowned for her individual labours verse seven salute andronicus and junior my kinsmen and my fellow-prisoners who are of note among the apostles who also were in christ before me many at once are the encomia here and first that they had been partakers in the dangers of the holy paul for he calls them fellow-prisoners as having shared with him in his sufferings and next he says that they are of note not among the disciples but the teachers nor among ordinary teachers but the apostles and he extols them also on account of the date of their faith for he says who were in christ before me for i myself was called subsequently to them and i theodoret am everywhere amazed at the humble-mindedness of the divine apostle verse eight greet amplius my beloved in the lord nor is this slight praise for it is in the lord that he calls him beloved and this is demonstrative of his excellences verse nine salute urbanus our helper in christ and stachus my beloved with even yet greater praises does he honour urbanus for he calls him a helper both in the preaching and in the labours and sufferings for christ's sake 
Verse 10, salute Apelles, proved in Christ. A testimony of the highest virtue, for to have no alloy of dross is the summit of excellences. Verse 11, salute them which are of Aristobulus' household, and Herodian my kinsman, and those of the household of Narcissus. It is evident that they were believing families, but of those of Narcissus, he says, who are in the Lord, as there being, forsooth, some who had not yet become so. Verse 12. Salute Tryphena and Tryphosa, who labour in the Lord. Again, from their labours come the crown, and that labour the words show to have been one either of hospitality or fasting or other such virtue. Salute Persis, the beloved, which laboured much in the Lord. Ampler is her praise, for her zeal in labouring was ampler. Verse 13. Salute Rufus, chosen in the Lord, and his mother and mine. And most enviable also is this enconium, for many are called but few chosen, and his mother he praises as adorned with many noble acts of virtue, for not otherwise could she have been deemed worthy of being called the mother of Paul. For of Rufus indeed nature made her the mother, but of the holy Paul respect for her virtue. Verse 14. Salute Asyncritus, Phlegon, Thermus, Petrobus, Hermes, and the brethren which are with them. This was another society of the faithful worthy of Paul's greeting. Verse 15. Salute Philologus and Julia, Nereus and his sister, and Olympus and all the saints which are with them. And these again, living together on account of the virtue they possessed, obtained the apostles' salutation. Having thus greeted these by name, he then bids them all salute each other, for, verse 16, Salute one another, says he, with an holy kiss, for as being absent he could not himself salute them, he does it through them, enjoining them to salute one another, and to salute with an holy kiss, chaste, modest, sincere, and true, and void of all deceit. All the churches of Christ salute you. From the whole world, so to speak, he salutes the empress of the world. Verse 17. Now I beseech you, brethren, to mark them which cause divisions and offences contrary to the doctrine which ye have learned, and avoid them. He alludes in these words to the evil advocates of the law, whose precepts he bids them to avoid, while praising the teachings of the chief of the apostles. For the expression causing such contrary to the doctrine which ye have received is that of one who greatly admires the doctrine they had already obtained. Verse 18. For they that are such serve not our Lord Jesus Christ, but their own belly. And from hence it is plain that it is of the Jews that he is thus speaking, for he is perpetually condemning their gluttony, and so elsewhere, he says, whose God is their belly and by good words and fair speeches deceive the hearts of the simple. By fair speeches he means praise, flattery, and he hints that some had already been seduced by them, for they deceive, says he, the hearts of the simple. Not depravity of disposition indeed, but simplicity does he allege as the cause. And then again he excites them with praises, verse 19, for your obedience is come abroad unto all men, that you gladly receive the apostolic doctrines. I am glad, therefore, says he, on your behalf, and yet while praising he still continues to instruct, but yet I would have you wise unto that which is good and harmless concerning evil. And this rule also the Lord gave to the apostles, saying, Be ye wise as serpents and harmless as doves. And this saying of our Lord signifies that we are to put away from us the snares brought in by our enemies, and least of all to revenge ourselves on those that injure us. Verse 20 and the god of peace shall bruise satan under your feet shortly since he had commanded them to be on their guard against their enemies most opportunely does he beseech god to confound the teacher of all snares and cast him beneath the feet of the believers the grace of our lord jesus christ be with you
having pointed out the enemy he next points out the helper for they that have obtained the divine grace possess that which is invincible verse twenty one timotheos my workfellow and lucius and jason and sosipater my kinsmen salute you the first has the glory of a participation in works the other's relationship but the fellow-worker is far more honourable than the relation and this is the same timothy whom in lystra he circumcised acts sixteen three and to whom he wrote those two epistles and of jason also the history of the acts makes mention chapter seventeen verse twenty two i tertius who wrote this epistle salute you in the lord and he also was one of those who had been thought worthy to enjoy the instructions of the apostle wherefore receiving the outpourings of his holy spirit through the tongue he was commanded to commit them to paper verse twenty three gaius mine host and of the whole church saluteth you and this also is the greatest testimony of praise to have opened one's house to the nurslings of the faith and together with all others to have ministered even to the very teachers of the whole world for by host he means entertainer and he was a corinthian as the holy apostle also teaches us in his epistle to the corinthians i thank god says he that i baptized none of you but crispus and gaius chapter one verse fourteen erastus the chamberlain of the city saluteth you and quartus a brother he calls him not the treasurer of the church but of the city as one fully entrusted with some charge and he makes mention of him who in the epistle to timothy thus speaking second epistle chapter four verse twenty erastus abode at corinth but trophimus have i left at miletum sick verse twenty the grace of our lord jesus christ be with you all amen again he imparts to them the spiritual benediction and surrounds them with the grace of the lord as with a wall of adamant for this he made the beginning of his epistle and this he places at its end in this grace let us also become partakers that we may rise superior to all snares that by it enlightened we may without turning aside tread the straight road and following in the apostolic footsteps be deemed worthy to behold the teacher himself and by his means enjoy the favour of the lord and obtain the promised blessing through the grace and loving-kindness of our lord jesus christ with whom to the father together with the thrice holy spirit belong glory and majesty now and ever and unto endless ages Amen. End of chapter 16. End of Commentary on Romans by Theodoret of Cyrus.